Hey, my name is Neil, and this is Joseph Smith's Divine Comedy. His children were often taught one thing, and then with a little education, we learned that it happened a little different, or in this case, it just never happened at all. So this podcast is meant to discuss the sad but unfortunate truth that is the belief system of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, commonly known as Mormons. And as a fair warning, this show contains strong language, suggestive dialogue, and fantasy violence. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, we just finished the first book of the Book of Mormon, which is called First Nephi. Uh, and then we took a break and kind of did the special episode where we went through the history or well, not the entire history, but part of the history of the foundation of the church. And now we've moved into the second book of ne- uh, the Book of Mormon, which is called Second Nephi. So he got real, real creative. He came up with the name Nephi. And then he really ran out of his creativity after that. It's like, we're just going to go up. That guys seems to be get, a theme. We want to get some of the tried and true stories <laughs> of pillars of fire and a tree of fruit. Tree of life. Exactly. You want to guess what the next book is called? Third Nephi. Uh, I actually, I think it's Jacob and then it's third Nephi. Damn but, it. Uh, <laughs> see, I, I was going to say like first Moroni or something like that. Who's Jacob? Uh, Jacob is one of Lehi's sons. Doesn't matter. He's not that important. He got a book, but whatever. It doesn't matter. We're actually going to kind of get into that. So as a reminder of where the Lehi family is at right now is they just landed in Costa Rica and for the sake yes, with that have feral oxen. They didn't bring the oxen. There were feral oxen about. And for the sake of just being completely honest, it never says Costa Rica, but that's where Toby went. So that's where Lehi went. So that, it's canon. Does he get into a zip lining accident too? What's that? I said, does he get into a zip lining accident too? Yeah. That's actually how Lehi dies is they set up vines <laughs> and he just breaks his neck, but there's no hospital to save him. So, <laughs> so he basically um, got like Clayton from like Tarzan. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, no. So do you guys have any guesses on how this book opens? So they arrive, there's oxen, all of that type of stuff. We've kind of gone over with how Nephi is. They've landed in the promised land. That, this land. <laughs> um, so I think it's just going to skip a whole bunch of crucial details and just like, fade to black and then when it fades from black they're just like in this like temple paradise type atmosphere with like a whole bunch of buildings and fruit and food and all that stuff you're really reading i was just gonna say it probably starts with the words and then <laughs> yeah i mean i now i want to i i don't have it open with me i should i should <laughs> i should just have my book of mormon with me to see but it probably and verily i say unto you or something like yeah. that um, so it doesn't open with the Yavin four scene that you just described. <laughs> it, um, it opens instead with Nephi lecturing his brothers, Laman and Lemuel, uh, telling them I'm really righteous and you're rebels. So once again, recurring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shocker. Um, and then, so he, 
it, it goes on for a while. And basically at the end of it, he says, have you seen God's mercy upon you? So he's basically saying, do you guys think that God hooked you up by making you live in the wilderness for 10 years and then sailing across the entire world? Um, to which they said, no, we were wealthy and we lived in Jerusalem and we have no evidence that anything bad ever happened, but you made us run up and down the coast of the Red Sea over and over. But any day now, Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. Any day now. Yes. So Laman and Lemuel get tired of their brother's shit again. And so they chase him and his family out into the wilderness. So Laman and Lemuel... Just basically like, get on, get out of here, and chase him out. Um, not unlike Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery being chased uh, by an angry mob. Um, and they come back in. So they've, they've chased Nephi and his family away into the wilderness. And they come back in and Lehi wants to talk to them. Lehi has had a vision. Unfortunately, this vision is not a tree of life. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it is a bush that has fruit that's at the end of it. I'm just kidding. Um, it's a oh, oh, Jerusalem God. burning. <laughs> um, Jerusalem has been destroyed. So Lehi oh. hears the argument and is like, yeah, Jerusalem, it's, 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 bro- it's blown up now. Got they got it. Call. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a Red Cross message. Um, <laughs> And then he says to his sons, Laman and Lemuel, Jerusalem's been destroyed and thank me because I saved your life because you'd be dead. So thank me. Um, Thank me for my service. Yeah, thank me for my service. (laughs) Um, And then he goes on saying that you're in the, the, the choice land and that this land's better and this land is your land. This land is my land and that type of stuff. Um, and then it says, wherefore I, Lephi, prophesy according to the workings of the spirit, which is in me, and that there shall none come into the land, save that they shall be brought by the hand of the Lord. Now, I guess, what do you, what do you guys, before I tell you what this means? So I'm going to cut it, cut out some of the bullshit. So let's wrap this podcast up because we're cutting out bullshit. Um, (laughs) But, um, so he says, none shall come into this land, save they shall be brought by the hand of the Lord. What do you guys think that means? Like, it sounds like heaven, like, like you can't enter unless you're deemed worthy. I'm picturing just like, like, from Toy Story. (laughs) We watched Toy Story yesterday. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, unless I put people there, they'll never get there. So it's just a massive claw game. The claw Um, determines who will go and who will stay. Gretchen is more right. Uh, Shit. So. Really? um, It's not a Toy Story claw? Are you sure about that, Neil? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Mormon Church actually had to sue Pixar for copyright infringement on the Book of Mormon. (laughs) It was a whole thing. Um, No, so basically he's saying that nobody's going to come into this land unless they're brought by the hand of God. Now, has the United States of America ever been invaded by a foreign army? Uh, a proper army. No. Prior to it actually being no, the United no, States? No one. No, after Joseph Smith. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Does no, communism no. count? 
Okay, let's let's not. This isn't a history lesson and a, a political lesson. The answer is no. The United States has never successfully been invaded. Yes, Japan tried along the Oregon coast, and yes, you could argue the Mexican American War, and yes, you'll go to hell if you do. Um, basically, this promise was that this is a promised land. It's almost like it's in the name, and that as long as the people of the land are righteous. They can't be invaded, um, which is also, you know, the whole um, somewhat ignorant America's never lost a war mindset um, <laughs> uh, that really feeds into the Mormon belief of we can't. Now, you uh, going into uh, like Vietnam and different things, uh, I remember asking about Vietnam, like, well, if this is a promised land. What about what about Vietnam? That wasn't here. That was a tie? Well, that wasn't here, so that's different. Um, That didn't happen on our land. Uh, What about the war on drugs? (laughs) Not an invading army, just cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) And they now have submarines, apparently. What's your question? Uh, One, what about the natives who were already here? Irrelevant. They're not white. (laughs) (laughs) They were, it's like, yeah, but Joseph, when Joseph Smith said this, this is about whites until the, until the late sixties, if you weren't white, you weren't going to heaven, the late 1960s. So irrelevant. And then, so after where do the Mormons in America feel about all of the immigrant, um, caravans coming up from South America. I think, I think you're looking at it as a geopolitical situation. I am straight up talking well, about know, but, invading armies. But if I'm talking about America, then I'm talking about Nazis moving through Europe. No, you're, 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 you were arguing apples and oranges. I am talking about a proper army. I'm talking about the Nazis moving in to Paris, mm-hmm. not, anything else. Mm -hmm. It is impossible for the United States of America to be invaded by Russia, China, or North Korea, or anybody else because Salt Lake City. The Mormons are saying that as long as Salt Lake City exists, then nothing can happen to the United States. The United States will be safe as long as Salt Lake City is there. And the reason why it falls into Salt Lake City is similar to the Sodom and Gomorrah um, principle of, if you remember that story, is Lot said, you know, if there's 50 people, don't destroy it. And then he kept going down to be it if there's one. Well, if you look at the way that the Mormon church hierarchy is set up, you have the president of the church, and then you have his like left and right hand man, and then you have 12 uh, apostles, and then that breaks down, and so on. All of these people are supposedly very, very righteous and will hold on to this doctrine. So therefore, as long as Salt Lake City stands, the United States can't be invaded. Um, and all of this... Just to cut you off real quick, the movie Red Dawn, where did that take place? In fiction land. <laughs> no, like, leg- like, I legitimately don't remember what state they were being invaded by. I, I don't remember. Because I would lose my mind if that was Utah. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it, it wasn't. Was, it, it, had, it was West Coast somewhere, wasn't it? But they came I in. thought it was East Coast, but I don't know. I'm looking it up in the generic internet web search engine. That doesn't rhyme with flugel. 
that is not a play on a large number. Colorado. Mm. Oh, all right. I mean, if you think about geographically, it makes more sense that they attempt to come from the West. They don't want to make it the opposite. Um, pretty close to Salt Lake. Not close enough. All right. <laughs> Um, I think that it kind of would have been like in the Simpsons movie where they just put that big bubble over Springfield (laughs) against this giant bubble. If they had tried to No, in the the revamped one, they were Koreans Mm -hmm. and the original one, they were Russians. Um, now of course, if you make a prophecy that says that this is how life is going to be, and this is how everything is going to go, you have to add a caveat in case what you say doesn't happen, you have to be able to back that up somehow. So then he said, but if the country is taken over, if an invading army does come, it's because the people aren't righteous anymore. They may not know it, but it's because they aren't righteous. So that's the, that's the fail safe. It's kind of like uh, where I was talking about Moroni's promise and me praying. And then like, well, you just didn't want it bad enough. It's the same type of thing. Oh, you just weren't righteous enough. So you got rushed. So it's like every uh-huh. doomsday cult when they say like, oh, the end of the world is going to be on this day. And then, oh, it didn't happen because you guys weren't ready to be like brought to heaven or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so he kind of went on a little, not a little bit. He went on a long time talking about uh, bringing other nations unto them and there will be generations of bloodshed and blah, 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 blah. So basically it's a long kind of summarized version of the book of revelations, except specific to the Americas. Um, and then he says, and this is the quote in so much as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land, but in so much as ye shall not keep my commandments, ye shall be cut off from my presence. So again, do what I do or do what I say or else you're going to be punished. The reason why I'm bringing this up is this is repeated constantly throughout the first book. This is the theme of the first book. Do what I say. Don't question me. And everything's going to be fine. Um, and now Lehi looks to his sons and his grandsons. So he had Laman and Lemuel come in and uh, the women and children were actually allowed to participate in this. Uh, he has them come in and. Uh, he tells them to don the armor of righteousness. Now, this is a big deal to me as a kid. This was like, I don't know, probably more towards the boys and the girls that this was, I don't know what to call it, except marketed. Um, but we we used to have, and I, when I Googled this, I could still find the pictures. There's like little cartoon pictures of a, I don't know, like a 12-year-old-ish boy who is wearing all of these different pieces of armor. And so this is like, this was really, really big and it was really cool. Cause then you would hold the sword of the spirit and you could cut through any evil that came to you by just slicing with the sword of the spirit. And you would wear your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, belt of truth and sandals of peace. So basically they went through everything um, and just, I don't know, it was a really, really cool kind of slogan, I guess. And then, so like as a kid, it would be like, oh man, well, we have to go out and do this. Did you remember to take your breastplate of righteousness? um, If I were to do something, um, I don't know, resist a, a real basic sin. 
then I, uh, then my Sunday school teachers would say something like, oh, well, it's a good thing that you brought your sword of the spirit to cut through it, you know, or if I told the truth, I had my belt. So from a propaganda point of view, uh, it, it was, it was a really good idea, at least for the young, uh, young boys, um, that made us feel like we were warriors, which will again, later come in and actually a, a pretty dramatic story, which I know is really hard to believe that there would be a big traumatic story. Did you say sandals of peace? Yeah. yeah. Sandals what of else, peace. What yeah. else are you going to have? If, how else are you going to have peace? Represented? Maybe something that protects your toes a little better. Um, how are your toes <laughs> going to breathe if you have them covered? <laughs> On this generic search engine, I found the some pictures and there's even a comparison of like the Mormon spirit armor of God stuff and mm-hmm. Mayan armor. Yeah. Yeah. We went through again. The, well, I, I don't know. Again, in, in my head, it's again, I don't know if I've said <laughs> Mayans are either the Nephites or the Lamanites, uh, which we're about to kind of cover the, when that faction breaks apart, but okay. the Mayan are, descendants directly from Lehi. And I have no clue. I've never fact-checked this, but I've been taught my entire life that Central and South America has some of the highest conversion rates in the world. That's definitely not because a very wealthy organization comes in and gives out food. It is definitely because they have a direct family lineage to Lehi and therefore are (laughs) prone to believe and rediscover their Uh, is again it's not the humanitarian work that comes with the proselyting it's not that i mean that makes sense because all their temples are decked out in only a singular god that you know correlates to the mormon religion yeah yeah exactly because the mayans definitely only had one god uh well and and we'll we'll get to that in a second um Mm -hmm. because that that's a fun thing that we're if you were sick of the tree of life just wait till we're halfway through the book of mormon um so i i kind of went on for a little while and I, i'm not selling this armor right but just so let's just sum it up by saying it was really badass okay it was as a kid it was so cool it was like when you would talk about it you felt like you were a member of seal team six and you were about to go raid bin laden's compound like oh man i've got my sandals of peace and i'm kicking in a fucking door with it um so lehi finishes this and now he looks at layman and lemuel do you have any guess what he his like final thing that he says to them in this conversation is also i'm better than you and you should listen to everything i say close god loves me more than you don't murmur Close. Uh, except instead of Lehi, instead of saying me, he says, your brother Nephi. Oh, yeah. Other than that, you're right. Basically, do you have to do what Nephi says. Um, and then um, Lehi says that he, speaking of murmuring, that he is afraid that they will continue to murmur against their brother. <laughs> and then that God's going to kill him. <laughs> So basically, he's like, if you keep murmuring, God's going to shank you. Um, And then he says to all of the men, not the women, because, you know, men matter. um, Listen to Nephi. 
So I know that that's new. Uh, the, he hasn't told anybody to listen to Nephi yet. So yeah, he it's just an interesting concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's saying, listen to Nephi. And he says, if you don't, I'm going to take away all of my blessings from you. Oh, so basically, no. you're going to die in zipline accidents. Red Dawn's going to happen and there will be no Wolverines to save you. Uh, that whole thing. Um, and you won't get picked up by the Toy Story Claw and brought back here. Exactly. And your life will be in Sid's bedroom. Um, <laughs> and and then he tells, uh, or I'm sorry, Lehi tells Zoram, the slave, remember that, the well, he's not a slave as long as he swears to do everything that he's told to do yeah. by them, then he's not a slave as long as he works for them without pay and does Sounds exactly what he free. Not yeah. a slave. Yeah, not a slave. Um, that because Zoram basically befriended uh, Nephi, or well, I guess rather the other way around. And he says, hey, since you've been nice to Nephi, these blessings apply to you too. And he says, quote, thy seed will be blessed with his seed. So, yeah. <laughs> Zoram's seed, Lehi blessed Zoram's seed with <laughs> Nephi's seed. Oi. Pokes him in the balls. Yep. Blast. <laughs> I, that, yeah, touch tips, sword fight. I don't know, man. Um, that That's a quote. I, huh. Thy seed will be blessed with his seed. So. Who's his seed? Nephi. Nephi's seed. Zoram and Nephi's seed will be mixed. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's like putting a cup and swirled. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Mormons are weird. <laughs> well, how'd you get that? What part? <laughs> I don't understand. This, this moment right here is turning me forever away from the Mormon faith. <laughs> uh, well, you don't want to have your, mix, your yeah. seed mixed? <laughs> <laughs> you do get to mix your seed with other men. Not It's not gay. If you don't like gay people, but seed does get mixed. <laughs> After he talks to Laman and Lemuel, and then apparently Zoram's there, he asks to talk, Lehi asks to talk to his son, Jacob. Jacob was born in the wilderness way back in the Red Sea. Um, I didn't really mention it because it's a footnote. And to be honest with you, Jacob is such a small player that I forgot he existed until 2 Nephi chapter 2, where he was brought up again. Um, so he says, Jacob, I want to talk to you. And... At this point, um, Jacob is in his early 20s to give you an idea of how long time has gone by. Dang. He was born in the wilderness. They're in Costa Rica and Jacob is in his 20s. Uh, Lehi tells him that he is his favorite next to Nephi. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, look, you're my favorite. But obviously, like Nephi is better than you. But if I didn't have Nephi. I would pick you, uh, which really makes Jacob feel great. Of course, uh, he then tells him that redemption will only come through Jesus and that Adam gave us liberty and freedom. So basically, he says everything he's already said to everybody else a thousand times. He then felt he needed to have a private meeting with his favorite but not favorite son to reiterate everything again. Adam gave them freedom? Yeah, so... uh, so Adam, way back in the whatever, the whole, you have the Garden of Eden, and because Eve is a woman, she did nothing but evil. Adam did everything, 
praise Adam. Damn Eve, she's a woman. Hmm. It's real simple. You guys look confused. Real simple. We're talking about <laughs> Garden of Eden story with Adam. Eve is a terrible person. She's a woman. That's all that I have to say. She's bad because she's a woman. Yeah, she, I mean, I, I'm tracking right all along right, with okay, you. All right, all right. At least, at least Frank gets it. <laughs> Eve is evil. Eve, evil. Coincidence? I think not. Ooh. She, she uh, betrays Adam, essentially, by confusing him and seducing him. And Adam saves everybody. Eve is evil. Damn her and her boobs. Yep, exactly. So humanity... Not humanity has freedom <laughs> because of Adam. We're all on the same page. I, okay. Things have never been clearer. Okay, great. Um, so, any guess what uh, Lehi wants to do after he talks to Jacob? Baptize him. Uh, Baptism's not a thing yet. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um. Go and have a hunting trip. No, he wants to talk to his other son, Joseph. Oh. You guys want to guess what he talks to about? That Joseph's his favorite and blah, blah, blah. Kind of, but he doesn't actually say favorite. He does say you're named after Joseph, as in Joseph's Technicolor dream coat. Because remember, they're the brass plates that they stole from Laban when Laban got drunk and Nephi sawed his head off and then went in and robbed his house. Those brass plates said, look, there's proof you're related to Joseph's Technicolor Dreamcoat, Joseph. That's verbatim what those brass plates said. And uh, he says, look, you're named after Joseph. And then he says that he Lehi tells Joseph that his seed will live on because Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph said that one day there would be somebody from his seed and his seed seed would continue to seed. Despite the fact that they're all related and there are no extra women that are not exactly despite them. despite that fact that Makes no sense. Not even worth going into. <laughs> Anybody's seed. It's all the same. Seed Costa Rica and there's there's a lot of seed in this Mormon faith. Just hold on, because later like Sultan got permission to go get a girl of Nephi's. Well, remember they they, they basically <laughs> shame... mix my seed with my seed. You are no longer slave. You're indentured servant. Yeah. Slightly higher. You're an indentured yeah, you servant. We're not paying you. You though. can mingle. <laughs> We're not paying you and you still have to get our dinner. Yeah. Um, well, remember, though, that right before, well, not right before, but before they left on Noah's Ark 2.0, they did kind of, sh- they, they convinced Ishmael to come and Ishmael then basically kidnapped his family. And so then, hey, three women. Um, but those women, it was like seven brides for seven. Yeah, brides. but it never says how many, so don't worry about the logistics. It's fine. <laughs> it worked out. There's a perfectly happy, non-rapey extended family going on that might have a little bit of the Alabama feel, where hey, for sister and brother, it's fine. It's for God. There might be that. Doesn't matter. It's blessed. Um, <laughs> so, Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> way back in Egypt, had a dream. And in that dream, he saw 
the Nephites, which we're going to cover later, but you can get that the name is from Nephi. And he said, and I'm quoting, this is Technicolor Dreamcoat Joseph, not Joseph Smith, not Joseph Smith Sr., and not Joseph Lehi's son. This is, or Joseph, Jesus's daddy. This is Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat. All right, so just so we're all on the same page. Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat said, and I'm quoting, the fruit of his loins would prosper. So Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat had a dream that the fruit of his loins would continue on and that his seed would continue. And Lehi is saying, you are proof that he is right because you're alive. And also... If you have children, then your seed will continue. And then Joseph's seed will continue. So Lehi teaches Joseph that his sole goal in life is to continue Technicolor Dreamcoat's lineage. So have a lot of sex and make a lot of babies? No, 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 no. The seed will live on. So that each of these, so this Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat, Joseph. Yeah came in a test tube <laughs> and that test tube has been passed down by generations. We're in a vial around their neck. A little uh, shaving can cream, not unlike in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Keeps so that, that's going to live on. So it's just been <laughs> passed down the generations. Yep, exactly. Um, and then Lehi tells Joseph, his son, that a branch has been broken off, referring to the... Um, like family tree and that it would come out of hidden darkness and out of captivity and unto freedom. Um, So that's really ominous and it probably means something, but don't worry about it. He just said it. It's the inbred child that wasn't quite right that they've been keeping in the basement. It'll get out eventually and do some stuff, but it's okay right now. Don't worry about it. It's like that, that episode, um, of the X-Files where it's like this inbred family living in Alabama and they're like, they cut their mom's arms and legs off and we're like using her as just a baby making machine and stuff. Oh, oh my God. God. Super, super messed with my I head for a long time. Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, the one where Bart has a twin brother or whatever that they have in the attic. <laughs> Um, that they that one, let's, heads. let's go with that one. That one's, <laughs> that one's better. We're, we'll go with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's more talk, and then I I know you guys are excited to hear this. Uh, Fruit of the Loins gets brought up more and more. And this time, though, we are talking about Judas's seed. So we've Ooh. switched seeds now. We're, we're now into Judas's seed and Judas's carrying come around back in the day was all the rage. I, I Look, I mean, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> um so now he's talking about how Judas basically is going to sneak up and ruin everything, even though he's dead because Judas had kids. Um, I guess, whatever. Um, and then Dreamcoat Joseph said, so now we're, we're off Judas. Okay, Judas is going to come back and he's going to be an issue. Um, whatever. Dreamcoat Joseph, we're back to him. We're back in Egypt. Well, we're in Costa Rica, but we're also in Egypt. Said, now this is important. All right. This is not what some people call self-fulfilling prophecy. This is just prophecy. Dreamcoat Josephs was talking about the restoration, the true restoration of God's word. And he said, quote, his name shall be called after me. 
and it shall be the name of his father. Do you guys remember what Joseph Smith's dad's name is? Joseph Crazy Smith. Joe. <laughs> was it? Because it was Joseph Smith, right? Because Joseph Smith, the uh, Mormon guy, was like Joseph Smith Jr. Yep. So, Dreamcoat Joseph said, "His name shall be called after me, and it shall be the and it shall be the name of his father." So Joseph Smith has his face buried in Abe Lincoln's hat, looking at the stones, and he's like, "All right, how do I prove that I'm important?" I've been talking about ancient Egypt. Let's just stick with that. Oh, well, my name's Joseph. His name was Joseph. And my dad's name is Joseph. Let's just tie it all in. Proof. I'm the holy guy. We're all on the same page. Even says it on the bottom of my paper wig. Yeah, exactly. I wrote, I've been writing it in my wig since I was a kid. <laughs> all right. We're all on the same page. Joseph knows that he is holy. Joseph Smith Jr. knows that he is holy because Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat had a vision that he wrote down in the brass plates that got told to Lehi's Joseph, who then Lehi's Joseph said that Joseph Smith Jr. will be holy because of Joseph Smith Sr. because they have the same name that is spared with Joseph Technicolor Dreamcoat. All good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No holes in the story. It's all been thought through. We're good to go. If there, If you're confused and there is a hole, just... The name Joseph, just plug it with that because that seems to be what's been happening. It's just, how many, I don't really get it. Joseph said How many people did you grow up with named Joseph? Were there like a lot in the Mormon community? Or is that kind of like a name like, ooh, don't really name your kid Joseph because it's reserved they for Joseph? Names. They like yeah. the double K unnecessary Y. Yeah, they, they Mormons are known to smell, spell their names really stupid. Um, like you take a normal spelling name and then just... They come up with their own thing. I didn't grow up with a lot of Josephs, not because it was taboo, but because if they are going to name after, like, Joseph is such a common name anyway, um, it, you wouldn't really feel special having it. So you would get names like Alma, uh, which we haven't got to yet, but he's a big player. And um, That's a girl's name. Uh, no, Alma's a boy and he's cool because he beats people up. Alma's but a girl righteously. Not when it's mine, it's different. <laughs> um, it's a girl name in South and Central America. So Lehi then, and I know this, it might seem like he doesn't have the right to do it, but he does because his favorite son got a guy drunk, cut his, sawed his head off and robbed his house. So Lehi then says, and I promise you that everything in the dream or Technicolor Dreamcoat story is true. And obviously Joseph is like, yeah, I know, because my brother cut the dude's head off and they read it in some, in some plates. And then <laughs> he said, and I'm quoting, Lehi says, Remember the words of your dying father. Amen. <laughs> he just straight up Yoda's it and is out. <laughs> what? He died? I'm done now. This is some <laughs> He just straight up yoga or Yoda on Dagobah's like, I I'm done. <laughs> I'm quit. Remember the words of your father. I'm out of five thousand. It's very convenient. <laughs> yep. Um so he has this whole like goodbye conversation with everybody. And they're like, okay, we're in the promised land. We're good to go, blah, blah, blah. And he dies. 
Nowhere in this does he say anything about like, and you guys need to go here, like look for this, like find these people. It's just, hey, we made it. Um, Nephi's there. Goodbye. Yeah, there you go. See, Gretchen gets it. And also he has the Liahona at Compass. So oh, I thought that was just to get him to the promised land. No, it's the bear poop compass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just ask it. It'll tell you where you want to go. When this is all said and done, I'm going to go through and listen to all of these. And I'm going to retell the canonized version of the Mormon <laughs> church. <laughs> See, I just, when you tell stories, I just picture things in my head and then they become canon in my head. And if I add ridiculous spins, already ridiculous history, I just remember it better. <laughs> that's what Joseph Smith did. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. I'm pulling um, a Joseph Smith. That's all. <laughs> Well, I hope you uh, want to be the next prophet and seer and revelator then, because... Well, I'm a woman, that's... so I can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'll just put actually her inside of a hat, and then I'll just put my head in that hat. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Now, Frank, uh, I did take a note down because I knew that you would want to know this. This is just a fun fact. Uh, Fruit of my loins was said 19 times in 25 sentences. What? <laughs> That is, that he is impressive. Like a, he had a writing tip. And once he started, he just kept saying it. And then it's like you don't realize you've done it until it's written. Yeah. Well, then Oliver Cowdery's like, I don't know, man. God said it. So I'm just going to roll with it. So I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. This dude needs a thesaurus. I feel like that's a really good segue to talk about our sponsor for today's episode. <laughs> Did you get Michael Jordan in for this? Yeah, <laughs> no. What's that underwear? Fruit underwear company. Fruit of the Loom. Fruit of the Loom. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, they're not our sponsor. We don't have a sponsor. <laughs> I just wanted to say that and pretend like we had a sponsor. We don't have a sponsor. And you know what's funny? The whole entire time you've been saying like fruit of his loins or whatever, I just keep on thinking about the underwear and the giant fruit vegetable or fruit I guys actually, in the commercials. I actually the whole time too kept reading and seeing just a guy dressed up like a bunch of grapes walking yeah, around I'm like oh, my exactly i'm thinking of the grape guy <laughs> oh man well it's canon now so we'll add that into the retelling that the fruit of the loom mascots are in there like doing a little Somewhere. play while yeah. lehi's dramatically narrating how everything can they be wearing powdered wigs too because that image just really makes me chuckle how, how else are they going to or what else are they going to wear on their head if they don't have a powdered wig <laughs> so lehi Dagobah, he's out, disappears, you know, whatever. Nephi, uh, yeah, go ahead. I have a question. Yes. Is there, like, a burial site for him that people go to? Like, because no. there's, like, the tomb where, like, Jesus was, like, with the rock and everything. No, uh, nobody really knows where it's at. Um, so... <sighs> Uh, my seminary teacher, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, was an expert on carbon dating and could tell you exactly why it was wrong. Uh, he could definitively prove that the earth was no older than 4,000 years, and he could definitively prove how carbon dating is wrong. Oh, wow. He sounds so, so there, smart. He, he is. He, um, hmm. Fuck it, whatever. I already said enough. He named his kid Harley because his last name was Davidson. So that kind of gives you a clue of what <laughs> he is. Um, 
and he didn't get paid for it. Um, <laughs> so he, um, well, not he, there's a group of, and I use this word loosely, educators um, who go out and do things like archaeological digs to validate um, that the Mayans were the Nephites. Who built the uh, Noah's Ark? Yeah, yeah, like uh, whatever Ham, the guy that built like a two-scale thing of the Noah's Ark and thought it would be Disneyland and it flopped But teaches the... But sunk the town. uh, The creation versus evolution as science. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, except I I don't even want to, like... he, He just annoys me so much that I don't even want to lump the Mormon educators into that but they do go around and basically try to prove that these archaeological digs are mormon well not mormon but um nephi or lamanites how do they explain Um, the alien artifacts so (laughs) way off topic but uh some like my freshman and sophomore year um seminary teacher so seminary was where it was less like read this in more discussion, right? That was more of like the studying of it. Um, So that's where I had a lot more of the actual open discussion. Uh, Aliens, so one seminary teacher, she was just very adamant that that can't be true. Uh, And I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, an alien obviously is just some living creature. In this case, I guess I... uh, if we're speaking about extraterrestrial aliens, a living creature, not from Earth. So, and this is jumping ahead into the little specials that we'll do, but whatever. If you're super, super, super righteous, uh, to quote the current president, if you're super duper, um, <laughs> then you can become a god, uh, which by definition would make you an alien, right? Because you would have a planet somewhere else. And you are now a living thing, so you're an alien. So some Mormons say that aliens actually are backed up by the Mormon faith because of that principle. But what's more fun, let's get on to how dinosaur bones exist. You guys want to, from how I was actually, this is a legitimate, like I was scolded for arguing that that this point wasn't right. Uh, dinosaur bones exist because people carve and make them out of other bones and call them dinosaurs because conspiracy. Nope, <laughs> it's better. Them to um, trick you. So that was one of them, but this was not the lesson that I had. And Gretchen, I think you'll approve of this. And this is the first time I'm kind of putting these thoughts together. But basically, if you take the popcorn song, once there are... Uh, popcorn ball that would smell so sweet. So the hand action at that point is like you make a snowball, right? A popcorn huh. ball that would smell so sweet. Well, that's what God did when he made Earth. He took all of this matter from Let's all of these universes song. and said a popcorn ball that would smell <laughs> so sweet. And that's where dinosaur bones come from. So they're Obviously. just like, like just from the. No, 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 no. Don't somewhere. ask questions. Don't ask questions. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> It's because of popcorn. <laughs> it's it's because of popcorn popping on the apricot tree. Don't ask questions. No, I so mean, that, that falls in line. The song doesn't make sure. sense. The theory doesn't make sense. Yeah. It all it all makes sense, and it doesn't make sense. 
Uh, but th- this this lady who was a professional educator taught a classroom full of students that dinosaur bones come from other parts of the galaxy when God smushed them all together to make a ball. He took living things from other parts that no longer live, which is why they're not aliens, because it's different, and smushed them in. And even though God is omnipotent, uh, he forgot to take them out. So do they think that God made those creatures when they were living at some points? Well, so here's where it gets fun. All Someone right. Else is God. <laughs> yep. Someone else. So let's say that we're all super righteous. Okay. And we all become gods. And Frank, you become God and you're like, humans kind of suck. But T-Rexes are kind of cool. So you go and make a bunch of T-Rexes. And uh, he's Brittany, so happy about this. You, you like the water. So you go and you make all of the like Megalodon and all those type of sharks. And no, I don't. I'm a woman. I don't get a planet when I die. That's true. Uh, yeah, actually, you're right. Uh, Gretchen, I Brittany, get to serve you guys get, you, yeah, you get to serve us. So I'm making like a thousand Krakens. Yeah. So basically, but then you, because eternity turns out to be a pretty long time, a little after a while, you might get bored with the T-Rexes. And so you're basically playing Sims. Now, I've only played Sims a couple times, and it never got very far because I, the second I found out that you could send alien invaders or Godzilla in, my cities never made it anywhere because all I would do was just destroy everything. So, Frank, you're That's a better than what I would do. <laughs> I would, I, put people, I would put families in homes and set the house on fire, then delete the doors. Okay, so Frank, you're a god. We now know what you do. <laughs> people, they're T Rexes. Okay, but they, you know, they have houses and they but accommodate their arms. He just moves arms. all of the doorknobs just a little, too just low. a little too far out. And then one day, well, they're all in the right place. And then one day, you're like. Man, this is boring. Like, I'm going to do whatever. And so you move the doorknobs, light them all on fire. And then I come along and I'm like, man, I got to be a god. And that's a lot of work. (sighs) Frank already made all this stuff and he already like burned this planet. I'm just going to take some of this and some of this. I mush it together. And I didn't check the deep inside the dirt are T-Rex bones. And I make my humans and then my humans and are walking through South Dakota and are like, hold the fuck up. What is this? This is a giant lizard. And the obvious explanation is Frank made T-Rexes, burned them alive in his home. I mushed it together into a popcorn ball. I set it to go around the sun. Bam. It is completely illogical. And frankly, you are ignorant and just insultingly unintelligent if you think (laughs) that life existed 4,000 years or more ago. So technically, Mormons believe in more than one God then. Yes, but not. So technically, yes, but not for us. There's not more than one God of us. Yeah. There are more than one God of other people, but for you, you have one God. Well, I kind of want to worship the T-Rex God now. That sounds more fun. (laughs) Uh, until he gets bored and moves the door handle out of your way. <laughs> I get bored very easily. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good point. Um, I, I was never taught about an Olympus, if you will, where yeah. 
So the idea is if you go to heaven, like, so I'm going to hell, my family's going to heaven. I can't go visit them, but they can come visit me. It's like jail, right? You can go down and visit them. Um, So, but the, but all the people in heaven have freedom of movement. So in theory, if Frank and I became gods, because, you know, we're men uh, and winners, um, then we could go talk to each other. Uh, so maybe the Greeks had it right. I don't know. But I wonder if it's like you can only, you're the administrator of your planet. So only you can make changes unless you accidentally leave it unlocked one day and then suddenly there's a dinosaur. But <laughs> it's like your Sims account. Frank can't yeah. influence your you, Sims account. Yeah, you each have one and you can like be neighbors. That's but Frank can't build in your. So that's where Roswell happened is our God left his fucking computer without control alt delete. <laughs> some other guy was like, <laughs> and entered a little Alien. bit of code in <laughs> and shot it down to New Mexico and then left before Somebody the guy came back. Supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Somebody helped out a Nigerian prince. An alien got inserted. It was a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is all canon now. So we're all good. T-Rexes live on a different planet. They get mushed up. They get turned into here. Aliens have yep. been inserted by somebody leaving their computer unlocked. So are all animals aliens like South Park? Animals are, aren't really discussed because you don't discuss So them. then are we assuming that those T-Rex bones were sentient like Kaiju? No, see, we're not assuming anything because that implies critical thinking and thinking mm. beyond the fact that the earth is a popcorn ball that smells so sweet. Okay. Good. I earth is a popcorn ball. Know if I talk to the animals, am I less crazy? <laughs> well, you're, <laughs> yes, you are because the only time if you're communicating, if you're not talking to another human, if that you're not crazy is when you're talking to yourself, because if you're talking to yourself, you're talking to God. But if you talk to an animal, that's just stupid. Gotcha. So talk to yourself or talk to a human because otherwise you're stupid. Okay, all on the same page. Popcorn ball. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Good yep. to go. Okay. Yep. There. All right. <clears throat> okay. Um, so ne- Nephi comes along and he tells everybody, Lehi just yoda it out, right? Yep. That's where we're back. We're back to this story. Um, Nephi comes along and tells everybody, hey, what my dad said is true. So they chased him out, but he came back, right? Because he's like, this is my house. And then to prove that Lehi is right, Nephi then cites his own work. He says, I can prove it because I cut a dude's head off. I committed. So if you write a research paper... The, all you need to do to prove that your research is right is cite your opening thesis. Just okay. cite, just draw a little red arrow up to the first paragraph. A professor has never taken points off every time I've done that. Yeah, so that's the way that you prove that everything is divine. Um, <laughs> there's more talking, blah, 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 blah. Everything's going to be destroyed. Do you guys get this? Do we want to go through another whole four chapters of everything's going to be destroyed? No. Nope. Uh, what else is going to be destroyed if Jerusalem has been destroyed then? So now... Uh, what else is there? 
I don't know stuff. Um, okay. Days, Lehi's out, uh, disappeared. Days later, Laman and Lemuel and Ishmael's sons get real sick of Nephi's shit. But dad's not around. So they've gotten real sick of his shit before, but dad's not around anymore. And Nephi goes on for a long time. And I mean, there's a long time by repeating yourself by Book of Mormon standards. And then there is this. He goes on forever talking about how he's been tempted with sin, but he doesn't give in. Awake, my soul. No longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. Uh, he hath filled me with his love, even unto consuming my own flesh. This is not erotica. <laughs> it's a little bit of cannibalism. <laughs> but that is a quote. That is a quote. He, has, he hath filled me with his love, even unto the consuming of my flesh. So... God filled Nephi with his love and then ate his flesh. Good. Okay. okay. Makes sense. I mean, we eat Jesus's flesh uh, when we take communion in the Catholic Church. So this is. But was in the Catholic Church, does God fill you with seed? Well, I mean, love. I, I mean, hope not. <laughs> um, not unless you're Mary. <laughs> um, and then he also says, He hath confounded my enemies unto the causing of them to quake before me. So Nephi then says, and also you have to shake if you're around me, if you don't like me. To which Laman and Lemuel say, shut up. Um, and at that point, Laman and Lemuel and uh, basically turn around to all of Ishmael's sons and say, execute order 66. <laughs> um, and Nephi, Nephi has to go because <laughs> shit got real. They got real tired of hearing about uh, God filling up Nephi, or God loving Nephi more, and than more than everybody else. They got real tired of it. And Laman and Lemuel decide they're going to kill him. And they say, our younger brother thinks to rule over us. And we have had much trial because of him. Wherefore, now let us slay him that we may not be afflicted more. Okay, whatever. We're going to kill him. That's the point. <laughs> um... And then there's kind of talk about whether or not it's justified. And they say, I don't care. We're, we're going to kill him. Um, and so the Nephi uh, gets a, he, he, he hears this and then he gets a vision from God to run. Uh, <laughs> Convenient. Yeah. And so Nephi and his family run away deep, 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 deep into the Costa Rican jungle. And they find an area and they name it Nephi. Mm. Nephi had nothing to do with the naming, he says. He says that the people wanted to name it that. He didn't want to. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, now, before he left, it's important to note that Nephi took the compass, the plates of brass, and the sword of Laban. So he did keep a trophy. I don't know if I covered that. He sawed Laban's head off with Laban's sword. He kept the sword as a trophy. Okay. Oh, um, I, mean, I just kind of assume that's like what you would do. Yeah. What yeah. The only one who's committed a major sin against. Uh, that, no, that's not true. Laman and Lemuel danced. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that other major sins were committed. People danced. Um, so then uh, Nephi and his followers, I mean, family, um, decided to build a temple to, for Nephi. 
um, which is definitely not a bad thing. Uh, the Jews did not get punished for build or having a golden calf. This is different. They just decided to build a temple that looked exactly like King Solomon's temple. That also happens to look a lot like um, like Chichen Itza. Yeah, um, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, it's, so it's, we're starting to build this Yevon for environment now. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Empire Order 66 has just been ordered. The Rebel Alliance is running away. Yavin is being founded. Yeah. So. Yeah. OK. Timing. Um, yeah. Um, so now this is where things get real good. All right. The Lord tells Nephi that he's going to curse Laman and Lemuel. He says <clears throat> the Lord or, or I'm sorry, Nephi said the Lord God did cause Listen very carefully, because I need to make it very clear. I am not saying this. This is from 2 Nephi chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Lord God did cause a skin to blacken to come upon them. And thus saith the Lord, I will cause that they shall be loathsome, loathsome unto thy people, save they shall repent. Uh, God turned Laman and Lemuel and all of his family to have blackened skin so that they would be loathsome. Oh, no. <laughs> what? what? That is... They're not getting into heaven. <laughs> well, not to mention, there's a whole, like, I want to say current day, but, like, as Joseph Smith is, like, reading this, everything, like, that that's gonna that's gonna raise some eyebrows and turn some heads. No, it doesn't. Uh, Oliver Cowdery just wrote it, and everyone was like, "Yeah, obviously, the, uh, <laughs> they're not white. Why would they go to heaven?" Yeah. Maybe everyone was cool with it. It made sense. So, actually, it made sense until like 1969. <laughs> huh? Which, yeah. Civil rights. Yeah. At, at which point, the United States government said, "Hey, Mormons, if you don't start to treat these loathsome people with." respect we're going to take away your tax-free status and then within like a week god suddenly decided they weren't loathsome but he did not undo his curse which he did say that they would be marked until they repent of their iniquities so even if let's say that you are not white literally just not not white and you go and you join the church and you repent and you get baptized and you follow their very reasonable living expectations to the letter for your entire life. You still don't you still don't get to turn white because Laman and Lemuel danced a long time ago and then tried to kill their brother. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, like their turnover would be for when, when people read well, this in certain demographics like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're out. It may or may not really be taught. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of a forgotten part until you read it. And then you're like, hold up. <laughs> what, what's happening? Um, I did watch a YouTube video of somebody who uh, tried justifying it. And basically he was saying that it's not that they were that their skin color was changed. It was just like. We don't like you, so you're you're black. Your skin is darker. Yeah, but it's not because it's different. And also, the whole reason why this happened was so that basically he marked them 
So that if, so now I'm sorry, I didn't say this. You have the Nephites and the Lamanites. Okay. So there are officially two tribes now, the followers of Nephi and the followers of Laman and Lemuel. And the Lamanites are the ones that are cursed. Yes. So Nephi, even though Israelis are not white, Nephi is white. Okay. He's proper, good Anglo-American. I mean, Israeli, Egyptian, Saudi Arabian, (laughs) Costa Rican American. Um, He's white. Everybody else is not white, just black in the skin. Um, God didn't want them to mingle. So he's like, I'm marking their skin. So if you guys do it, we'll know. Because the babies come out a different color. And we're all going to know. That was the whole point. So that everyone would know who the cursed people are and that the lineage lineage would never be lost. Um, And then the people with this marking... Um, would say, or it's prophesied or whatever written that, and thus saith the Lord, I will cause them that they shall be loathsome unto thy people, save they re- repent. Um, so he reiterates again, almost verbatim, that they are loathsome and they're, they're not white, they're bad. And how can you tell? Because they're not white. Um, so after this huge revelation, Joseph makes his uh, brother Jacob, remember the favorite, but not the favorite because mm-hmm. um, a preacher. Oh, he also makes Joseph a preacher too. Uh, Nephi makes Jacob and Joseph a preacher. I'm sorry. And then um, 30 years, uh, the, Nephi then says 30 years ago from Jerusalem. So this is a completely random time check. So basically everything that we've covered just went over um, about 10 years of everything of while they've been ziplining through Costa Rica. And then God tells Nephi that he has to make some plates. So he does that. And that's what we're reading now. That's what Joseph Smith is reading out of the hat. Uh, Obviously, the reason why he chose gold is because as Cortez found out, gold is in abundance. And I was always taught because gold is a malleable metal. You know how like you used to bite it to see if it's real gold to see if it'd leave a, like a, uh, your teeth. Gold's malleable. And since Nephi had to carve ancient Egyptian into it, uh, it would make sense. Which I, that's probably that's like the Israeli. one We're same thing. That, Egyptian hieroglyphics. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to choose Egyptian, but I am going to do it on the, the easier thing. I'll do it. <laughs> um. And I think that's probably the best the best point to leave off because everything else after this just feels anticlimactic of there are now multiple skin colors throughout the world. Now, not racist at all. No, nope, not at all. Yellow. Yeah, it just says darkened. So Asia, Asian, I don't think Asia existed yet. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Asia and Russia didn't exist yet. Maybe Russia because they're white, but yeah, they're um, Asia's Asia's not really covered. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and red, the if we're going through stereotypical color sex of natives and other. Yeah, it, look, I the skin's darkened. Okay, <laughs> it will not darkened, blackened. It, it specifically says blackened. Um, now we're kind of. Uh, going late into time, but do you guys want one other thing that a lot of Mormons really believe that you guys are really going to like? Yes. I don't have a song, so we'll end it on this. 
a lot of Mormons truly, truly believe, and the third president of the Mormon church strongly hinted at this, which is what solidified it, uh, that Cain, as in Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. Cain is still alive. Yeah. And he is running around in the American Northwest British Columbia area. He has really big feet. He's typically pretty hairy. Oh, yeah. Nobody's ever seen him. <laughs> I mean, I knew he was a model in the market because of the mark of Cain for his punishment forever. Yeah. I didn't know that he was a giant. A lot of a, a lot of Mormons truly believe that Cain is that's amazing i'm so happy right now i don't know why i definitely believe in the sasquatch but i do not believe that it is kane well you're an idiot i don't know what to tell you (laughs) that about sums it up it's all there in the old testament amazing belief mark of kane is he turned ape like yeah obviously so there's a there uh, this is the only little bit of a song i have And it was a way to memorize all the presidents of the church. And it went Joseph Smith, then Brigham Young, John Taylor came third. We know then Wilford Woodruff, Lorenzo Snow and Harold B. Lee. And I forget the rest. But John (laughs) Taylor came third. We know John Taylor is the guy who started all of this. That's a big foot. But in the show, he's just the guy who was on Smallville. Big foot. No, Kane. <laughs> right, right. No, uh, Kane is Bigfoot. And if we're referring to any show that Kane is in, it's Harry and the Hendersons. Ah. So. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Um, so that's it. So blackened skin means that you're not a Nephite and Kane is Bigfoot. That's amazing. Any questions? Oh, and T-Rex is uh, our aliens. And yeah, Earth is a popcorn ball. ball. Earth is a popcorn ball. It correct. smells so good. Yes. It smells so sweet. It yeah. smells so sweet. It wasn't really so. Wow. I feel like I learned so much this episode. <laughs> I'm just trying to take it all in. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if we were to recap, we have zip lining in Costa Rica leads to an accident. The Lehigh is bedridden. He makes some prophecies. He then does pulls a Yoda and gives a dramatic death and dies. <laughs> um Order, ex- execute order 66 happens. Execute order 66 happens. Then they run off and they start to build the Avon 4 while the Empire begins to ultimately work on the Death Star. We get sued by Lucasfilms. Lee, Lucasfilms comes in. We're just giving props to all of this. Obviously, chill. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, the, the big one happens. If you're not part a lot of our club, you blank. look different because yeah. your skin has been, quote, blackened. Yeah, so, there's just seed everywhere. Yeah. There's a lot of seed. Seed is being mixed, and God's seed is filling people, and there's fruit of loins. I mean, and, if you got to populate all of Central America, then yeah. you're going to need a lot gotta of seed. Got to get going. That is, that is one thing that we forgot in our recap. While Lehi was giving all of his prophecies, the fruit of the loom... Fruits were out there, yeah, and acting it like a Shakespearean play. <laughs> While we, I was just giving the the Morgan Freeman voiceover to everything. That was <laughs> yep, love it. All right, cool. Hail Satan! Oh yeah, that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Got it all now.